Welcome to the Pop Ninja Podcast, where we reminisce about the pop culture of the 70s, 80s, and beyond. From bell-bottom jeans to parachute pants, from Panama Jack shirts to members-only jackets, from Smurfs and Scooby-Doo to Thundar the Barbarian. If you had a Rubik's Cube or a Swatch Watch, was crazy about Max headroom, or ever wondered who shot JR, then this podcast is where you will feel right at home. Now, jump in the DeLorean time machine and join your hosts, Lisa and Patrick, as they take you on a pop culture adventure through the greatest decades of all time. Hello out there in podcast land and welcome back to another totally awesome episode of the Pop Ninja Podcast. I'm Patrick Bennett coming to you from the swamplands of Southwest Louisiana and joining me over Zoom from her evil lair in Pennsylvania is my lovely co-host, Miss Lisa Everett. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Patrick. I'm so happy to be back. Oh, yeah. Well, we're, we're finally in the last quarter of the year. It went by fast. And we're in the month of October where things get pretty spooky. So, uh, Lisa, do you have your evil lair all decorated for Halloween? It's very evil. Super evil. Like Knievel. Evil. Mm. Evil like Knievel. I like that. Evil like Knievel. Yep. I don't decorate, but I do whip out the horror Blu-rays and the DVDs. And I I have like, you know, double features several nights a week of uh, spooky movies and, uh, this week, I've been watching the Universal Monster movies like Dracula, The Wolfman, yeah, Frankenstein, Invisible Man, all them. those. And, yeah. uh, and my favorite, The Creature from the Black Lagoon. But yeah, that's that's kind of what I do around Halloween. I, I just watch uh, the. I watched. Um, what did I watch? I watched The Innocence, which is an old movie with Deborah Kerr today. And I watched, before that, I watched. Uh, I, well, I just I, I watched Poltergeist the other night. I watched Carrie the other night. I watched. He knows you're alone. Um, and then I and then I'm actually gonna go see my friend Mary this week and she's never seen any of the Friday the thirteenth movies and I, I'm stunned. Mm. So that has to change. I'm gonna watch the wow. original. So so yeah. I I do my fair share of movie, uh, scary mm. movies too. You mentioned uh yeah. Poltergeist. I can't believe it's already the fortieth anniversary of that film and, and uh they just brought it back to the theater like the last I what, saw like that. two, three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get to go see On it, but I wanted select to select theaters. Yeah. But yeah, I can't believe it's already been uh forty years, man. It, time flies by. Just it's crazy. <laughs> it sure does. But, uh, but we'll be in 40 more years. We'll still be talking about the 80s. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe, yeah. maybe in 240 more years we'll be talking <laughs> yeah, about we'll it. Yeah, we'll still be talking. We'll be, yeah, we'll still be, you know, we'll be ghosts yeah. by then. You know, we'll be part of Halloween. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. On, on this episode of Pop Ninja, we, we've got a special guest, uh, Mr. Tommy Kovacs. And uh, he has a, he's a huge movie buff. And he has his own podcast called Splat from the past. So this is our Pop Ninja Goes Splat episode with, with Tommy. And on his podcast, uh, he's interviewed a ton of celebrity guests, and he's even had Lisa on there a couple of times. Well, Tommy, welcome to our show. And let's start by just having you give a brief introduction and uh, tell us about your podcast. 
Hey dudes, I'm Tommy Throwback Kovac, the host of Splat from the Past, which is available on YouTube. It's audio only. It's a uh, black screen, so you know you can listen to it while you're driving, doing chores, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you know, it started out as uh, horror and sci-fi only, but then I moved past that, and I talked to everybody from like old Hollywood, classic rock music, uh, sometimes porn stars, just a whole variety of different people in the nostalgia well cool uh well glad you're here and uh today since we're in october the, the spooky month uh tommy lisa and i we, we've each picked a horror movie from the 70s or the 80s to discuss and uh i'll yeah. tell you right now that one major theme tying all three of these films together is the lovely beautiful sexy adrian barbeau Yes. She just happens to be in all three of the films that we're going to discuss today. And two yeah, of the movies, um, they have cult favorite uh, Tom Atkins, and also yes. two of them have Hal Holbrook. So uh, I'm excited to talk about these, and we're just going to jump into it and uh, just start off with our guest, Tommy. Uh, you want to go ahead and tell us what your film is and uh, why you picked it? Um, I picked uh, George Romero's Creep Show. Um, I've been watching this movie since I was about eight years old. It used to play every October um, on our local UHF station in the Bay Area, KBHK 44. And even though it was all cut up, especially they cut out the last segment with E.G. Marshall, I, I just loved it. It's, to me, the most well-written, best-acted uh, horror anthology movie ever made. I mean, there's no comparison, you know? I mean, this was coming off of all the TV ones that came out in the 70s, like Trilogy of Terror and stuff oh, like yeah. that. So this was a really revolutionary one, and I just enjoy it immensely. Coming soon. Jolting tales of horror. Creep show. From the author of Carrie, The Shining, and Cujo. And the creator of Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead. You'll scream at ghastly ghouls. Cringe at weird kids. And shiver at the doings of evil doctors. This is going to be extremely painful, Mr. Verrill. Creep show will grab you, grow on you, and give you the creeps. No, this is going to be an entirely new experience. Creep show, the most fun you'll ever have being scared. Sure. Yeah, it's fun, fun movie. And you, you can't go wrong with uh, Stephen King doing some of the writing and, you know, George Romero directing and even uh, Tom Savini doing the mm -hmm. makeup effects, you know, and, and then you throw in pretty much an all-star cast. Man, there's some great actors in there. Yeah, Tom Savini once said that he did 
five movies in one with that movie because <laughs> sure. he had to work double overtime just getting Believe everything it, yeah. right. Yeah, it took him like half a year. And the funny thing is, Greg Nicotero um, had just graduated high school. He found out where Tom Savini lived at a time when you could actually do that um, in phone in phone book form. And like I, allegedly, you know, he went to Savini's house pretending to have car trouble, and then he got to be the production assistant on the movie, and that's how he got into the business. <laughs> funny, yeah, yeah. You know, Tommy, I also uh, I love the editing on this film, how it goes you know, back and forth between comic panels and it'll have the little yeah. word balloons pop up. I love how they made it look like a comic book. That was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, the comic book. I, I, I want to own an issue of those comics. And I think I've been to some conventions that had them, but for whatever reason, I didn't go check them out. But I will in the future. I would like to own a Creepshow comic. Yeah, that'd be pretty, pretty nice to have one. Uh you know, I, I love the uh, in the opening sequence, the the, the bookends. You know, the, the kid's bedroom. Man, he had that that shelf with uh, those awesome toys from the '80s. Like he had the Shogun Godzilla and uh, mm-hmm. some other toys there. I know he had that like that Dracula poster, and uh, it's just a cool room. It reminded me of when I was young, stuff like that that I probably had all over my room. But uh, I, I just like the looks of it. So, uh, and you know. <laughs> Tom Atkins does it like comic books, man. He, <laughs> that was that was a uh, crazy. I I met Tom Atkins in 2017 at this convention in Stockton, California, called Sinister Creature Con. It was the one year that they actually did it in Stockton, and um, I had him sign my DVD cover to Tommy. That's why God made fathers, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a great line. Yeah, sitting there drinking his yeah. beer. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tom Atkins, man, he, he's he's awesome in all, all these horror films and stuff. I always liked him. Uh, so so tell me, uh, out of the five storylines going on in Creepshow, uh, which one was your favorite? My favorite one is uh, something to tide you over. It's so sick and wicked and demented and original. And Stephen King tried to rehash it in Cat's Eye when um, Robert Hayes was hanging off the ledge of the building and Kenneth McMillan was taunting him, you know, but it wasn't as clever or as well-written, I thought. But I, I like um, something to tide you over. Um, just Leslie Nielsen is so hilariously funny oh, yeah. and deadpan, you know, because uh, we all, we obviously know that because they were playing Naked Gun. But, you know, this was like at the tail end of his dramatic career, you know, and he just sold that character really, really well. And I heard Ted Danson say in an interview once that uh, he did not want his daughter to see him in that zombie makeup, but then she did. And um, her daughter, his daughter was like, oh, hi, dad. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't scared at all. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. I, I like Leslie Nielsen in there. Uh, Lisa, no love for creep show. Well, quite. okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> see, I, 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 I know I watched Creep Show back, like when, like, like Tommy said, it was on, you know, HBO, and I remember watching it, like mm-hmm. back in the '80s on HBO. And my one friend, um, she, we, we joke about Creep Show, but I remember a scene with a bunch of cockroaches, I think, oh, yeah, all over yeah. somebody. And I, that scene, like, was one of those scenes that I never could get out of my head. And that's what I remember about it. And, and I just, I just, it was creepy. It was so creepy, you know, but um, mm-hmm. there's, isn't there a scene, isn't there some scene in it where um, a lady drives over a guy, an old guy 
and runs him over and he keeps going, Hey lady, why'd you, why'd you run me over? You know, it's like, that's, that's one of the stories, right? That might've been the second movie. Oh yes. That's the second one. There's there's a part two or a part. Yes. (laughs) There's, there's three of them. I'm talking about the part two. That's in part two. That's in part two. That was Lois Childs, who was a Bond girl. She keeps hitting Tom Wright, and he keeps saying, thanks for the ride, lady. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's what I remember. And I'm like, so there's more. Okay, so like, I'm in the wrong creep show. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you, okay, th- yeah. this one had uh, the, the short with um, Stephen King, where he was a farmer, and he found that he meteor. The Lonesome Death of Jordy Verrill. No, I do remember Ted Danson in, in the movie. I, I knew that yeah. he was in this, so I I know I I had to have seen okay. seen it, and so um and then you said it had it does have this is the one that has all the bugs in it and the yes that's too. yes well, then I know I've that's seen the one that they it. cut but that's the one they cut on cable yeah <laughs> the, oh is it was it too was it too creepy I think it was bad and plus. Uh, that and plus E.G. Daly, I mean, uh, not E.G. Daly, E.G. Marshall used Marshall. a lot of vulgarity. Marshall. So yeah. I think yeah. that, that that was the reason why, too. For, for uh, I'll tell cable, you, uh, cable TV? Yeah, okay. Well, no, for like TNT yeah, or, or that yeah. channel uh, I uh, watched just, it on. Uh, they yeah. just took the whole thing out. Okay. Like, and mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. I'll tell you, well, Tommy, maybe, my, maybe my favorite. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, my, I mean, my favorite short out of the five was, was the one with Adrian Barbeau and Hal Holbrook with with the little yes. uh, the little midget Yeti. <laughs> I just crazy. interviewed the maid in that party like last week. Um, that's Katie Karlovitz. Uh, she was um, Adrian Barbeau and Carrie Nice stand in on that movie, so she was there every single day, and she saw a lot of cool stuff happen. Yeah, that was hilarious how how broke how Holbrook would uh like daydream about ways to kill her. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Yeah, but that yeah, little, uh, that little Yeti cracked me up. <laughs> Katie, Katie's smile is priceless when she's like applauding. And also uh, Christine Romero, who I've also interviewed, she's like, Good job, bullseye. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, one thing I'll say about Creep Show is uh Stephen King cannot act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh it was cringeworthy just watching them you know but but it was yeah. funny it, and, and i'm glad they put him in there so <laughs> but uh it was nice uh well yeah. anything else you want to say about creep show i mean it's just a, it's just a great movie you know and i like the sequel i i, I like creep show too um i haven't really seen creep show three but i've been told it's ill-advised so i won't mm-hmm. go there but tales from the dark side the movie is like the closest they got to a creep show three that's actually good to watch um yeah. that has like christian slater in it and so forth but creep show the original yeah it's just a, a fantastic movie you know i've talked to uh the zombie that comes out of the grave grave john amplis and um he had some good stories there and um yeah, it's just there's no other way to put it. It's got black humor in it. Uh, the kills are pretty great. The uh, the music is frightening. Did you interview Adrian Barbo? Did you tell me that you talked to her? Yes. Okay, you want to hear that story? Yeah. Okay, so um, when I started my podcast in 2017, I reached out to her then manager, and he had just cut ties with her. So. Uh, 
her her website had her old manager's name for like I'm not kidding you four years almost. So in early 21, um, I went on there just by sheer chance, and she had an, 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 uh, a publicist on there. So I emailed the publicist, and it took, I'm not kidding you, nine months for this interview to happen and four reschedules because she's very busy. So we did the interview, and I, I listened to about 10 interviews beforehand because you know she's oversaturated and I don't want to give her the same interview well she gave me the same interview she gave me a lot of the same stories and stock answers and so forth but at least I can say I interviewed Adrian Barbeau she was fantastic and she's uh, very very nice I met her at a convention in 2019 and uh, she signed my creep show poster to Tommy you're a regular barnyard exhibit <laughs> and 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 I got an eight by ten of her in Cannonball Run that says to Tommy, you haven't seen my equipment. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, she's been in a lot of a lot of great movies. Yeah. 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 I know I brought up a couple speaking, of movies. Speaking of, yeah. <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. Let's go ahead and uh let's pout pass the conch shell over to Miss Colt Jam herself, the queen of roller boogie. <laughs> yes. uh, well, what spooky what? film did you pick? Okay. This is, this is weird because I, you know, I didn't know that Adrian Barbeau was in creep show. So when he picked mm. creep show and I had picked the fog, cause I love the fog and, and, you know, Halloween, I always have to watch the fog. And then, and then Patrick, you had said we were going to pick like our favorite directors, like, you know, like you, you said about the director and, 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 yeah, John Carpenter has to be like the best director for me, you know, like yeah, he's probably my favorite. Even you know, besides the one I pick, he's yeah, so probably he, more he, of my he favorite. Was, him, he was married to Adrian Barbeau during the making of The Fog, and it was actually her first film that she made. She had done TV, but she had never made a um, like a film, and so she did. So she, so it must have gone The Fog, and then Creep Show, and then. Patrick's movie. <laughs> no. So um so but fog mm. was first. So um yes. and, yeah and and so you know I mean he he they weren't married very long. They got married on January 1st 1979 and and the fog mm. came out in 1980, you know? So um yeah. they were, then they had one child and so they weren't together very long before they broke up but um but yeah, then she went. She did. She did creep show where Hal Holbrook is the um, he's um, Father Malone in uh, the the fog, and then yes. he plays her husband in creep show. But in the fog, John Carpenter has a cameo, like mm -hmm. which is weird because when you were saying Stephen King had a cameo in creep show, John Carpenter has a cameo in um, the fog at the beginning. He mm -hmm. he's uncredited like uh, like handyman at the beginning of the fog. John Carpenter's The Fog. This is KB Antonio Bay. Stevie Wayne here. And let me be the first to wish Antonio Bay a happy birthday. We're 100 years old today. And keep a watch out for that fog bank heading in from the east. 100 years ago, between midnight and one, something unknown came out of the fog. Now it has returned. One hundred years ago, between midnight and one, something unnatural came out of the fog. Now it has returned. One hundred years 
ago, between midnight and one, something evil came out of the fog. Now it has returned. Who's there? The fog. Antonio Bay has a curse on it. We're all cursed. Some no water got in here, but something awful cold did. I think I'll go to Vancouver now. Where's the fog now? Well, it should be right outside my door now. Oh, there's something different about this fog. Dan, stay away from the door! Someone listen to me! Get inside and lock your doors. Close your windows. There's something in the fog. Stay away from the fog. Creator of Halloween, the ultimate experience in terror and suspense. John Carpenter's The Fog, starring Adrian Barbeau, Jamie Lee Curtis, John Houseman, Janet Lee as Kathy Williams, and Hal Holbrook as Father Malone. The Fog. What you can't see won't hurt you. It will kill you. Between midnight and one, it will find you. You guys yeah. <laughs> have seen you guys have seen the fog though, right? Both oh, of you yeah. have seen the fog. Oh okay. yes. Okay. So um yeah, so like the, yeah, he's at the very, very beginning of the uh, opening of the movie. And this this movie also has Tom Atkins in it. It has um Jamie Lee Curtis and Janet Lee, which I think it's the only movie that the two of them ever did together. Yeah, that, you know, but but they really didn't have any like see, really like they, they didn't do any scenes together in the fog until like the very, very end of the movie when they're up at the church, you know, but the whole movie, right. um, neither one of them, like they're, they're doing their own separate thing. So, um, and, and, uh, uh Charles Cypher, he's in it too, that is in Halloween, yes. plays the sheriff. Um, and Nancy Keys, um, is in the fog and she's in, she's in, uh, Halloween one, two and three. And those are like all the movies she's like ever done. And she was, she was married to Tommy Wallace. In real life, yeah, where you know John Carpenter uses like real people's names in his movies that he, that, oh yeah, um, like he, Nick Castle was, <laughs> yeah, in the in the fog, yeah. it was Tom Atkins, and Nick Castle is the original Michael Myers, and Nick Castle actually helped write, um, yeah, he's a screenwriter, uh, yeah, director himself, he yeah. helped write Escape from New York, yeah, with, yeah. Right. and so um, yeah, but the fog was like done on a like one million dollar budget. And and I and I saw they said that um, they spent like triple that to to promote it, and and I thought it was really cool that that in some of the movie theaters that they were playing it in, they actually went in and um, the studio put fog machines in some of the movie theaters that it was played in, and I think that that would be really neat, like to do that, you know. I would love that, mm-hmm. you know. But um, it's it's not. I mean, it's it's kind of a strange story, and I think it was like based on a, like a real um, like an actual. Uh, like it has like a pirate like kind of like theme to it too with like the, the gold and the steel and the gold and then the fog and then the pirates come in the fog but um it's the it's the hundredth anniversary of the little town that it is um 
like it takes place in Antonio Bay. And, mm-hmm. and Adrian Barbeau plays Stevie Wayne. And she's like a radio like DJ um, on the local radio station, which is in a lighthouse, which I love that lighthouse yeah, that's cool. in, in the fog. Yeah. And there's 300 steps down to that, to that lighthouse. Um, it's, it's called, mm-hmm. I think it's called the, um, the Ray, the Ray's light lighthouse. It's in yeah. Ray's lighthouse in, in, in um, Marin County, California. I, I I was I was I I was born and raised um, not too far from there. I'm from San Mateo, <laughs> California. I thought you were going to say you were born and raised in that lighthouse. Not in that lighthouse. <laughs> that would have been cool. No, no, no. <laughs> That'd have been I've really seen cool. it up close. I've seen really? it up close. Yeah, I've gone up there to Pacifica and what have you. But cool. I do have I I do have one little funny story to share about the fog. Cool. I interviewed the little boy, uh, Ty Mitchell who's Adrian Barbo's son in the movie. Yeah. And he told me there was a day where I think his mother slapped him in the face for saying this. He said, mommy, Adrian has big knockers. <laughs> yeah. True story. Yeah. 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 True story. She really do. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's uh, like, um, yeah, the, the, I, I love this movie. And you know, one of the things like, I was thinking like that we should all like say like about our movie is like what I don't know if you have a sc- the scariest um, scene that scares you the most because like the fog um, I remember the preview with the babysitter like you know the um uh the, with with the sun that you know that you just talked about um you know goes and she's the fog's coming in and like those those pirate people like come in with the fog and then kill people and they're coming to kill them because um uh, there was. It was wasn't it a leper colony or something like that, that there was like six, six people. Six, they, must, they, die. Yeah, six yeah. must die. Yeah. Do you guys do I have, I have a trivia. Do you, do you know what, uh, do you know what the name of the ship in the fog is? Oh God, I should know that one. Can't I remember. don't. Yeah. Can't remember? Uh, Patrick goes blank on trivia. He, he can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the Elizabeth Dane. You remember now? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I remember okay. that that plank board the, washing yeah, up and it like turns into like a yeah. golden thing, and it catches on fire or something like that. And our, the kid kid brings it back to like the house, and um, yeah, it, it wasn't there like a gold coin or something there, and then it turned into the into the yeah. piece of wood, and then he yeah, brings it, it back. Dane, and, but then later the the text changes to six must die. Six must die. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just, I mean, the, that scene creeps me out. With the with the babysitter standing at the door, and then he goes, he walks away, and then she gets killed, like right in the door. And every time that would like preview on HBO, I, I would just it would scare me so bad, like because I was, you know, I was just a kid when that, that went, not, this nineteen eighty, I was twelve. So mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> uh, Tommy, <laughs> you weren't born probably. I don't know, you, you know. Like, no, you, you no, born? I was okay. No, I was swimming around my dad's gooey fortress of solitude at that point. Uh, uh, okay. Because, like, he, yeah, Patrick, he, he, Tommy's way younger than us. So I'm like, he, he knows all these movies. And, like, they were, he wasn't even born when these were coming out. So we were almost teenagers, you know? So, yeah. 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 So I, I just, I, I, I love The Fog. And they did yeah. remake it. Um, yeah. And I never watched I did, the remake. I didn't watch the remake either. Same here. No, same here. I know Tom Welling. I, I liked him in Smallville, but I just yeah. didn't watch the movie. I know this is the girl um, Maggie Grace. Um, yeah, Grace is in it. But like, she, wasn't she in the Taken movies? Isn't that what she's yeah like, known for? She's yeah. in Lost also. 
the series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I liked her. I, I like both of the actors in it. I just never mm. got up the courage to watch it. I haven't got. I haven't watched either. I don't. I don't. Yeah. But, I don't know, like when people mess with the classics like that. Right. I I saw where um John Carpenter said that he wanted to do, to do like a series about the fog where it like it, it was like um like the fog went around the, the and did stuff to other people and then somehow they connected it together somehow but through the fog but there was all these different yeah. stories but it never came to like be any kind of reality to, to it but um, I like the whole concept with the fog you know the fog rolls in and there's yeah killers she, in the fog when she's just up don't on go into the fog the you're, you're fine yeah stay away from mm-hmm. the fog yeah well, but she would carry she, like a leaf blower and uh, just blow <laughs> the fog away well isn't that how he filmed it like where he rolled the film backwards and then like that's how it made the fog go away like he the way he rolled it and then the whole scene where adrian barbeau's like up on top of the lighthouse on the roof and then like, one mm-hmm. of those things is waiting down there with a hook to get her and she goes sliding down the, the thing and 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 yeah. like they do and then that's right about the time when all the fog you know goes away and like um but then at the end of the movie um they all they all get like they all Jamie Lee Curtis is in it and she she it's her it's only it's two years after she makes Halloween but to me she looks younger in the fog than she did yeah, in she Halloween did. you know because she's got braces on her teeth and like the fog and um she just seemed younger to me then than she did in Halloween you know so but yeah. um do you think I, I yeah so um but she's just kind of like a hitchhiker in it but one of the scariest scenes in it is too when the, in the autopsy room where the guy's laying on the the, the the bed and he like mm-hmm. he gets up and 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 comes over and grab grabs her and like nobody mm-hmm. wonders how he did that <laughs> you know it's like he gets up and walks <laughs> you know it's like but yeah it's like but it was, it was a, it's a cool movie it, it's creepy there's there's parts of it that um well it was i think it was a really short movie in the beginning and then john carpenter had to go back in and and add in some of the scenes like the beginning scene where john houseman's in it and he's um telling the story up to the kids like the ghost story um mm-hmm. they they went back and they added that in after and that was filmed in a studio so um you guys yeah. want to say anything about the fog you know because like i love the fog. i yeah i always loved the fog you know um when i was growing up carpenter and romero were my two favorite horror directors because they had they casted the best people they told stories and that they weren't just gore fest they were actual commentaries you know they made the uh, military and the government look stupid which is nice and there was just this this oh my god this creative aura about their films you know i liked craven and, and toby hooper and so forth but those two guys to me were special and um the fog is just yeah that's just a great movie but like i agree with carpenter when he said it should have been rated g because it it, it was um you know it was it was a benign horror film you know it was pg yeah, sure. but it, it could have been g though you know the fog yeah oh i thought it was creepy like um i thought it was really scary like when <laughs> when they were on the the boat and like those guys are there like the the ship, you know, that that's, you know, is out. And then isn't that Janet Lee's husband that's out there? And they're like listening to Stevie Wayne on the, on the uh, radio and talking about her and saying they should see yeah. her in person. And you know, she's pretty cute. And, you know, and it's like, and then um, when they, when, um, when they go, the when, to go see who's out there, that just with the ship, when you see like the whole ship coming, it's just this huge, big ship. And then they're lurking around in the fog. 
I thought I, I didn't think it was G. I thought it was pretty creepy. <laughs> pretty creepy. <laughs> you know, I stare easy though. But I, some movies I've watched a billion times with an afghan over my head and or a pillow in front of my face. So, I, you know, it might not be. I might be able to take it now. You know, like, have, yeah. have you ever seen the legend of Boggy Creek? Oh my gosh, it's Patrick's like favorite movie. He's, he's, <laughs> that's he's that's Oh, but he's got buggy yeah, creek G-rated. water in his house. Don't, don't you like in a, he went to the actual yeah. creek. It's filmed down there. It's one of his yeah. ma- major movies he loved, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking I, of I Boggy talk- Creek, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about <laughs> another swamp uh, movie. Oh, yeah, true. Swamp true, Thing. True, true. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, the movie I picked, Swamp Thing from 1982, and uh, directed by Wes Craven. And I'll tell you, uh, Lisa, I know we've talked about this before, but I wanted to talk about it again because I love it. Uh, I picked it because I just freaking love this film. Uh, it's not a straight up <laughs> horror film. You know, it's a mixture, a uh, comic book, kind of like Creepshow, you know, mixes with the, the uh, horror genre. And I do consider it a horror film because it's got monsters in it, you know. Yeah. More than one. It's got a swamp thing. And then, you know, you got the, the villain monster that he fights in the swamp. But uh, I mean, it, it's got blood and disappointment and death. So I would look at it as a horror film, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, Wes, Wes Craven, uh, you know, he wrote like The Last House on the Left, The, uh, the Hills Have Eyes. He did uh, on Elm Street films and, uh, and of course, Swamp Thing. And then he directed... Uh, most of those movies, and then uh, also like Chill, Deadly Friend. Oh, uh, what was that one? The Serpent in the Rainbow. You remember that from the eighties? He directed oh, yeah. that. He directed Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> he directed the uh, the Scream movies, or at least the first four. I think he stopped yeah. it like before number twenty came out. <laughs> no, he just, yeah, well, he, he died. died. <laughs> Did he die recently? Didn't West Craven just die? He yeah. died in the summer of twenty fifteen. Yeah, sadly, he did pass away. Yeah. yeah. I, I reached out to his uh, first wife, Mimi Craven, because she was in the first Nightmare on Elm Street. She played a nurse, and um, I never heard back from her. But uh, hopefully someday I'll get to talk to her. Yeah. Well, well I was cutting out. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Patrick, like, if what... Like, what do you what do you love so much about it? I'll tell you, uh, when I was growing up, you know, I, I like Superman and Batman and all that. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Superman's like a god, you know, I couldn't really relate to him. And in yeah. Metropolis, I grew up in a town that had less than 2000 people, just a little farm town. OK, yeah. so I couldn't relate to Metropolis or, or like Batman, Gotham City and, you know, all that. But Swamp Thing. I grew up in South Louisiana and I'm surrounded by swamps. So that's one thing that I could relate to. So out of all the comic books, that was kind of one that I could actually visualize, you know, like driving down the road and I see a swamp, I could visualize swamp thing out there. Okay. So it related more than any of the heroes did. And I guess that's why I really, really enjoyed it. Government agents, scientists, soldiers, master criminals, secret formulas, monsters, and midgets. 
belong in this swamp. Only one thing does. Go stop! The Swamp Bear. Uh-huh. Here comes trouble. The Swamp Bear. There goes the neighborhood. Adrian Barbeau and the Swamp Thing, an outrageous pair in the incredible adventure that grows on you or all over you. The Adventures of the Swamp Thing. The comic book legend lives. It's, the, the movie is basically about a, a scientist who turns into, you know, a swamp monster because of a, an explosion in the lab. And it stars uh, Ray Wise as the doctor who becomes Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Ray Wise, he's he's in mafia movies and a lot of cop movies and stuff. He usually plays I'm, a bad guy. I met him once. Cool. Yeah. And uh and also it stars, you know, the the hot and sexy Adrian Barbeau. He plays a scientist in the movie. And uh and and, and Tommy's speaking of her big knockers, um <laughs> there's that scene in there where she's bathing in the swamp and you see it all. And uh mm-hmm. I was in the seventh grade at the theater with my mom watching this, all right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and when I saw that scene, I remember my eyes bugging out, my my mouth dropping open, and I was hypnotized. And and my mom, she didn't know what to do. Uh, you know, I I thought she was going to grab me and close my eyes or something, but she did not budge. She didn't make eye contact with me. <laughs> I don't think she knew what how to how to uh, react to that. But uh, but I I react. I love that. <laughs> that was a beautiful moment, man. And I can I, relate. You know, Seventh grade, watching that on the big screen, like wow, yeah, the big screen, yeah, okay. But uh, yeah, but anyway, also starred uh, Louis Jordan as uh, the villain, Doctor Arcane, right out of the comics. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, I read that uh, I guess it was his son had just died, like just weeks before they started filming this, and mm-hmm. he didn't want to cancel because everybody was geared up, ready to go. So he, you know, the show must go on. He went and he filmed, but he said he was like very grief stricken throughout the whole, you know, shooting process. But, uh, but I thought he did a good job in it. Uh, That's bad. Yeah. And then the legendary uh, stuntman Dick Durock played the actual swamp thing. And he also went on in the sequel of the, uh, that first TV series. He played, played swamp thing. And I, I thought he did a, a great job. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the only thing about it is uh, the, the costume was okay. Y- you can see all the wrinkles and stuff in the fabric. When You know, when he moved around and stuff, uh, you could tell it was a jumpsuit he was wearing. You could, you, could, you could just see the creases and stuff. Now, what I did like, the Return of the Swamp Thing movie, they really upped the game for the costume in that one. And I wish that costume would have been in the first movie, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. And I, I think, you know, it, it worked for the time, you know, but uh, I did enjoy the film overall. And, uh, 
you know, if you haven't seen it, you know, it's about the scientists. They're working in a, a like a secret government science lab in and why I don't know. I mean, <laughs> why do they want to build it out in the swamp? I have no idea. I guess it's just you know the comic book. Were they growing plants or something? Did they have plants? Yeah, he there? was trying to he was trying to make a breed of a plant that would have the survival instinct of an animal, and it it could mm-hmm. thrive in any uh, climate. You know, you could grow tomatoes in the Arctic or you know stuff like that. Basically, he's trying to uh, end world hunger. But but the uh, the bad guy comes in and destroys the lab and the experiment blows up all over the scientist and that's what turns him mm-hmm. into the swamp thing. But uh, a lot of action uh, in the swamps. Uh, I mean the show was action packed. You know you had mercenaries out there in, in airboats trying to catch swamp thing and yeah. you know, throwing grenades <laughs> and shooting machine guns. I mean this is this is a guy film. You know from the the start to the end. I mean. Adrian Barbo, just it's an action movie with a beautiful woman and and a cool swamp fights with. I like monsters, swamp thing you know? too. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, but you're you're weird, so <laughs> you're allowed to like. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> but to me, it was a fantastic film. I loved everything about it. Um, and uh, you know, I told you about the costume. How that's the only only drawback for me, but it wasn't that big of a drawback. It's just when the second movie came out, I was like, oh, man, that costume looks so much better, you know. But it's definitely one of my favorite films from the early 80s. And, uh, you know, if you, you would take me and, and uh, fly me to Hollywood to Grauman's Chinese Theater and tell me you got a choice between Orson Welles, Citizen Kane or Wes Craven's Swamp Thing, I'd pick Swamp <laughs> Thing over Citizen Kane every time, you know. Yeah. But uh, so, so did y'all like this film? I, I I like the movie, you know. Of course, I think Adrian's the hottest she ever was in that movie. Oh, yeah. But I prefer the sequel, actually, Return to Swamp Thing. Uh, yeah, I know I know Jim Winerski personally. I've interviewed him. He's a sick bastard, but I love him because I I don't know. There's more humor in the second one, you know. And um, um, I've I've had the, the the lines memorized since I was seven, and Jim loves it. I'll always quote it. Quote him, quote him to him on Facebook, you know, but I never liked the series because he talks like Ted Danson does when he's a zombie and creep show. He's gurgling water when he talks in the series. I could not stand that, you know, and they shot that up in Orlando when Universal right. opened in Orlando. Yeah. A couple of people I talked to who guest starred told me they didn't have good experiences, but that's a whole nother story. But yeah, I do like the first one, you know, I think Adrian looks great in it. And I think it does have a comic book fantasy element that Wes was trying to achieve with it. And you know, uh, Lisa, I don't. What was the name of that Saturday morning live action show that had like that group of kids? Oh, Redhead, Redhead Gang, was that it? Red, Red Hand Gang. The Red Hand Gang, yeah. Yes. Well, do you remember the 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 black boy from it? it had the real big glasses. Yeah. And his, yeah. his name was like James Bond the Third or something like that. Yeah. He's oh, yeah, in this yeah. film. He's in Swamp Thing. He helps yeah. Adrian out. In yeah, that's the swamp. right. He, he, yeah. yeah, he's like that little kid. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot yeah, about so him. That's cool. But so like another connection to yeah. to our childhood. Yeah. 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 So. so, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, so um, I I I I, I wanted to give away a, a a prize for this one too. I don't know if you guys are done talking about uh. Sure, we're the, done. Everything. You, you we're done. <laughs> okay. I'm over, so. Okay, it took over. 
Well, I just thought like it would be cool like that if we let people pick, um, you know, from those three movies, like a new poster of uh, uh, oh, yeah from no. the movies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, but my my secret word, my my word that they if they have to say would be Adrian Barbeau. Since nice. it, it kind of got uh, Yo, turned Adrian. into the Adrian Barbeau show, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so like they, you know, anybody that is listening, you know, like they go to our. Um, that this is going to be called the Pop Ninja <laughs> Ghost Flat episode, I think. You know, so um, and um, and 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 you know, we're going to give away like a choice of like I think on Blu-ray. I think Swamp is Swamp Thing out on Blu-ray. Oh yeah. Is it okay? And I know Creepy yeah. is out because I looked it up and then and the fog is out. So if you want to have a chance to win one of the choices of those three Adrian Barbeau, you know, films, go to our Pop Ninja page and send us a private message that says Adrian Barbeau. And so it's the Adrian Barbeau show. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we thank you, Tommy, for being on the show. And uh Yeah, Tommy. Oh, my pleasure, guys. You both are awesome. You know, I love listening to you both. You know, I love having uh, you on, uh, Lisa. I'd like to have you on uh, soon, Patrick. Sure. Sure. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, and I, I thank you for having me at the time since you had me. I, it's, you know, it's like, um, you know, I'm just the runner up on this. Yeah. On this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So. Don't sell yourself short, Lisa. Don't sell oh. yourself short. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was fun. I thought it was a really, really cool show. So yeah. But, well, yeah, Tommy, you want to you want to tell the audience the name of your podcast again and uh, where to find it? Yes, Flat from the Past. It's on YouTube. You know, I post uh, new episodes nearly daily, sometimes two or three times a day, depending on how lucky I am. And I got some great ones coming up. You know, I got Martin Casella, who's the guy who gets his face melted off in Poltergeist. Um, I got uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's sister, Dee Dee, who played Amaretto in Vamp uh, coming on soon. Um, I got a lot of good ones. Uh, Beatrice Bopley, who played Amanda Kruger she, in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5. She's coming back on for the third time. We just pre-recorded that last week. And she'll be, uh, that episode will be dropped on Halloween. So I got a lot of good ones coming up. You know, you can follow me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and um, get up to date um, with the podcast. I don't post that much about the podcast on Instagram, but on those other pages, you know, just go and follow me. Cool. Great. Well, thanks again, Tommy, man. We really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. My pleasure, guys. Let's do it again someday. Okay. Thanks, Tommy. Well, thanks for joining us today, and we hope you come back and listen to us again. Uh, We're gearing up for our annual Halloween video episode, which will be out probably in a couple of weeks, and uh, be looking for that. And as we sign off, I want to leave you with this final thought. Hi, mateys. This is K.A.B. Antonio Bay. Stevie Wayne here, beaming a signal across the sea. For the men of the seagrass, 15 miles out tonight, a warm hello. And keep a watch out for that fog bank heading in from the east. Now, in the meantime, relax with me while I play this song from the Coupe de Ville's, dedicated just to you. Boy, would I like to meet her. <laughs> I saw her at a grocery store one day. Yeah? You would like to meet her. She's crazy. There's no fog bank out there. What do you know about her? She owns that lighthouse. I know that. Her son plays Little League with my kid brother. She's a mother? <laughs> I thought you were happily married. <laughs> Not that happy.